This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait. Belief started in the fourth grade. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude. And I had this nagging feeling. A great belief system. I was capable of so much more. An action every single day. In all the pursuits that we have in our lives, I think there's an element of suffering. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision. Never give up on yourself. That's when greatness happens. The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gilliland, and today we've got an entrepreneur, about a 10-year entrepreneur in here, coming to us from Scottsdale, Arizona, Russ Perry. How you doing, my man? I'm good. Uh, a little tired, burning the candle at both ends, but excited to be here, and thanks for having me on the show. That's uh, some of the stuff we'll talk about, I'm sure, right? As an entrepreneur, a father, uh, a husband, father of what, three girls? Three girls, ages uh, pretty young. We got, I got an almost three-year-old and then I have a six-year-old and a 13-year-old. So it's quite a right, emo- well, emotional spread there. We are uh, running completely different households. I'm in that same age group, but I have four boys, so uh, <laughs> we can share war stories. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of tears, but they're all for very different reasons. Exactly. We have a lot of fighting and jumping off couches and you know wrestling and boxing and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, man, for the people that don't know who Russ Perry is, why don't you give a little lay of the land? What's made you the man you are today? Well, you know, actually, I could. I was just kind of going through memory, memory lane on my entrepreneurial startup story a little bit ago, and my oldest daughter really put me on the path that I'm, I'm sitting here today on. I, I was working for Apple, well, Apple Computer back then, until they dropped the computer, and I found out I was going to be a dad. It was, it was a bit of a surprise, but I was so annoyed with this concept called paid time off and time off requests. And so I wanted to spend more time with her, but didn't like the restrictions of a corporate gig and tried my hat at entrepreneurship and did that early on, started in 2005. And it was a bumpy road to say the least was a challenging road emotionally, got married during that time, almost got divorced during that time, got through a lot of struggles, uh, came out on the other side now with the business I have today, which is one where it's a very simple and very direct graphic design service. But ultimately, this is the business of my dreams, you know, the lifestyle and the way we're helping people, spending, being able to spend time with family, travel, all of the things I wanted. I I made sure it was instilled in the DNA of this company. Yeah. And so when you think about that, you know, you hear a lot, people use that word entrepreneur. And, and so here you got a pretty good gig, I would assume, with Apple. Uh, were you living in California or were you still in Arizona at that time? I was still in Arizona, but that was the writing on the wall was to move to California. There was real no growth path that I wanted that didn't have that end destination. And it was a, a big reason of why I felt comfortable leaving because I was, Loved being here. I would have had to you know, leave my daughter behind because her and uh, her mom and I weren't married. So it was a split parenting situation. And that was, um, it was a tough decision because you're right. It was like my dream job, man. Like I had, I worked for them when they launched the iPod. I worked for them when they launched the iPhone. And so I couldn't have been in a better environment. But despite all of that, there was still something missing that I was searching for. Yep. And so when you hear the word again, entrepreneurship, and people say that, but there's a lot behind that, how do you go from, hey, I've got a job at Apple making X, 
and but it's not my passion. I'm not happy with it. Uh, and I shouldn't say it wasn't your passion. It may have been your passion, but just weren't happy doing the things you wanted to do. I mean, how do you go just then start a new business and have a guaranteed salary of zero dollars? <laughs> well, I, I, I hedged my bets. So two things happened that were really unique to my situation, but I think there's some lessons that anyone could, could use. First of all is I, um, I was moonlighting at nights and weekends. I was freelancing and there were a couple big opportunities that I knew if I had more time, I would at least have a couple months runway financially to be able to take advantage of. So I just didn't quit cold turkey with nothing planned, nothing you know on the horizon. Now the horizon was only about sixty to ninety days, so I really had uh, to make it work. Otherwise, I was going to be going back to the interviews, the job applications. And the other thing was, is I I was I think naive enough to not be too worried about it. Like the, the, the barriers of employment were so frustrating for me at that time that I was willing to do whatever it took to get through them. And so that, that stubbornness, I think really served me at the time. And thankfully the initial clients paid enough to then, you know, market more, get some more clients. And then I could continue and just keep doubling down and doubling down on myself. And um, and at the same strategy I used when I launched Design Pickle, the graphic design service, there was enough, I knew enough people who needed the service that when I launched, I already, I wouldn't say I like quite literally pre-sold it, but I already knew I had a handful of customers willing and ready to go. So I wasn't just randomly testing stuff that wasn't market, market proven quite yet. Got it. Makes good sense. And so what, what advice would you have for our listeners we talk about this all the time on the show, but is breaking through that comfort zone. I think so many times we can build a callus up to, you know, what our comfort zone is, right? And if, it, if that's right. in the center of a circle, we try to get to the edge of that circle and it brings us right back because it's warm and fuzzy and all that kind of <laughs> stuff in our comfort zone. But I mean, true greatness only happens when you break through that, that callus, right? So right. how did you break through the comfort zone and what advice do you have for people? Oh man, I could go on and on about this topic, Brett. So I'll, Let's give, do you, it. I'll give you two examples. So first is very practical, and that's just do things that are uncomfortable, not related to business. So if you want to break through your comfort zone in business or in a relationship, find other areas of your life where you could do that. And I use physical exercise as a great example. Like if you've never run a 5K, go try and run a 5K. If you've never done boxing, you think the thought of a boxing match scares the bejesus out of you. Go sign up for some boxing classes. By practicing being uncomfortable in other areas, it allows us to be uncomfortable when it comes to business, leadership, all of those things. So I, I am continually pursuing all sorts of what you would think would be crazy things on the surface, but ultimately they're just painful and annoying. Like I went and climbed, climbed Mount Shasta in California, uh, 14,000 plus peak. It was hard, one of the hardest things that I've ever done, but it again, it was that practice of being uncomfortable. When I now have to go into an uncomfortable situation with a team member or an employee, I just can go back to freezing my ass off on Mount Shasta. And I'm like, I'd much rather just have this uncomfortable conversation. This, is, this doesn't seem as bad as right. a 3 a.m. summit hike that takes five hours to go two miles. 
So that was one, that's one area. The other area that I think is, is, is really specific to someone who's on the bubble of, of launching something new, building something new, leaving that paycheck behind is have the confidence that it is a big market out there. And there is an amazing lifestyle and an amazing living and an amazing business that you can build with your idea with only capturing a percent of a percent of a percent of the market share. And this is, this is like, if I was to start a business, I would get as niche and as weird as I possibly could because there's still 10 or 100,000 people that are into whatever that niche weird thing could be. And if I get, you know, 100 of those people as a client, I could have a good business. And so just have the courage that it's a big world. There's a lot of people. We're all super connected. And there's, you know, it's easy to find those people now with all of the tools that exist between Facebook and Instagram and other online platforms. And I think you got to use all those platforms, don't you think? I mean, but there's totally. different different mindsets for each one is what I'm learning, right? If Instagram, right. you go there for one thing. It's going to be different than if you go to LinkedIn, you're looking for something totally different. Well, yeah. And let me share our, our direct experience with that. So we forever have had most of our advertising on Facebook and Instagram. It's been a great platform for us. But the, the math is there is so much more traffic and so many more users in search. So Google, Yahoo, Bing. Yes, those Yahoo and Bing are still around. And the, the, the problem for us was like, why doesn't search marketing work for us? Because every time we go down that path, it would never be as successful as Facebook and Instagram. And here's the insight that we got. A service like ours, a B2B service like graphic design or like wealth management is not a service typically people are searching for. They're not like, like, like how do I find a graphic designer? Most of your ideal clients in mine too already have a resource that's somewhat working for them. It may not be the best solution, but it's, it's not like when you're trying to find a product that you've never bought before and you just go online to try to find it on Amazon to purchase. And so search is all about if you have a specific thing you're looking for. What was beautiful about Facebook and Instagram is it's like the continual tap on the shoulder, like, hey, we're still here. Do you need us? No? Okay, cool. We'll still be here. Oh, hey, tap on the shoulder. Do you need us? Oh, no, not yet. Okay, we're still here. And then finally, one month, we tap you on the shoulder, kind of off to the side. Hey, we're a graphic design service. Do you still need us? And they're like, yes. Oh, my gosh. My designer just quit and moved to Thailand. I totally need your help right now. But they would never they would never think of us via search. They would, they're only thinking of us because we're in the social platforms advertising. And so to us, that was a huge breakthrough of which platforms to choose and why we continue to advertise on the social platforms because it again it's that it's that prevalence awareness waiting for someone to need you versus the search which is like you're trying to find them in the exact moment of need which is a lot harder thanks for listening to the circuit of success i am your host brett gilliland every single week we get to come to you and it's just our honor to get to bring you great guests uh, great information to help you live the best life that you possibly want to live Whatever it may be, if you want to live the dream or work the dream, whatever it may be, we're just thankful that you tune in every single week on the Big 550 KTRS.
Welcome back to the Circuit of Success. I'm Brett Gilliland, your host. Let's dive back into this week's guest. So I want to turn the page a little bit. Um, actually, you know what? Before I go there, people will keep hearing about your business, but talk about uh, designpickle.com and what that means and what people do and, and what they can do at your website. You're right. So a little, just a quick antidote. I was the overpriced, slow, expensive, overpromise, underdeliver graphic design service for a long time. And let me tell Perfect. you that, that really ate at me. <laughs> that really ate at my morality and who I was. Like I didn't like being that person. And so Design Pickle is the completely opposite. It's a personalized graphic designer, a dedicated graphic designer. It starts at $370 a month. You, It's flat rate. We don't bill by the hour. We don't bill by the project. We just bill by the month. So you get 370 bucks pay us and we work with you for a month. You need, you need more work, you pay again for another month. And then it's just a subscription type service like that. But what if I need like 10 marketing materials versus one marketing materials? I mean, you, you're sure yes. not going to write, do 10 of them for 360 or 370 bucks a month, are you? Yes, we will. We'll do. Huh. Yeah. I mean, some clients get a hundred things a month. Some clients get zero, but they just like to know that we're there. And it all is always that one price of $370 a month. So, and so for you, it's just, you know, that if you have a, you know, a hundred people and then a thousand and then 10,000 people paying you 370 bucks a month, that obviously pays the bills. And then totally. you just hire more and more people as you feel necessary to get the job done. Because if you don't get the job done, I'm not going to keep paying you 370 a month. Exactly. You just hit the nail on the head on the business model. So we're not going to talk about just going and hiring someone straight up because I think everyone or a lot of people has that experience. When you look at, okay, how else can I get designed? There's a lot of marketplaces out there. We love the marketplaces. These are sort of like job postings. Hey, who can design me a logo? Who can design me a website? Problem with those things is there's no reward, no long-term reward for doing a good job. Uh, it basically, I'll do it as quick as I can, as profitably as I can, because I'm getting paid one price. For us, we have to do a great job. I have to provide an incredible service to you, Brett. Otherwise, you're not going to pay the next month. You're, you're going to go find someone else. So yep. we have an incredible customer success team. We have, you know, each designer has two other team members on their team helping manage the experience. So it's beyond just a designer. You're really working with a team to make sure that you not only get what you need, but it's a good experience on top of that. Well, you'll be getting a call from Visionary Wealth Advisors after this because uh, we're <laughs> in that process. Work, we actually work with a ton of people in the financial space. And, you know, like the, the perfect fit for us is people who are creating content, you know, whether it's a podcast, materials, advertising, social posts, that ongoing need. That's where our values really maximize. All right. Well, you just, it was worth the price for you to be on this podcast right there, which was $0 to get you on here, but now you're going to get a new client. You know, I'm a so terrible like, podcast guy. Sometimes I don't even like talk about the service. We just get on a tangent about pickles or something else and we talk right. about something else the whole time. Well, when you said it, I'm like, well, this, yeah, like you said, hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's like, well, this is pretty much common sense here. This makes a lot of sense. So uh, good job to you to build something that's uh, scalable. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So I want to turn the page a little bit because you talk about, uh, I'm anxious to hear your, your story behind this, but changing your family tree. Right, right. Talk well, to me about that. As I, as I alluded to, um, my first 10 years of business, my first eight and a half business years were really a hard time in my life. Uh, not only was I trying to figure out how to 
be, be a, a husband, provide for my family. I was trying to juggle a really real addiction to alcohol. I was sedating with alcohol, uh, come from a family where there's a lot of abuse and I was perpetuating that next, you know, tree branch in the tree, repeating the same patterns as the past. So everything crashed down in 2012. I, my abuse led to some terrible decisions. One of which was an affair that populated and surfaced up and, and, um, and really I was looking at losing my business, losing my wife, losing everything. And I went to um, a church in Chandler, Arizona, a Christian church called Cornerstone. And the very first sermon, you know, this was like, I hadn't been to church since I was a kid. And I was like, you know what? This cannot hurt. Obviously my current plan is not working. Let's not try working out right. <laughs> right. So I went in the very first sermon of the sermon series, the title of the sermon was change your family tree and boom, Brett, wow. like a, a load of bricks just falling on me. I realized like I have a chance. Maybe it was a super sliver of a chance at that time, but I need to change my family tree. I need to be that person. And so that was in 2012. My wife and I just worked our asses off to stay married, counseling. I got sober in 2013, which was then a huge big game changer. And then I released the final burden in my life, which was my bad business, the business that wasn't working for me. And that was in 2014. And, um, and then Design Pickle launched four months later in 2015. When we come back after these messages, we're going to dive more into what this really means on changing your family tree. But if you want to hear more uh, from the Circuit of Success, you can go to our website, circuitofsuccess.com. You can go to our Visionary Wealth Advisor website to uh, learn more about our firm. So when we come back, there'll be more from Russ Perry. Welcome back to the Circuit of Success. We're with Russ Perry, an entrepreneur out of Arizona. The guy's talking about his uh, his changing his family tree. And so if you're just joining us, uh, a great story about an entrepreneur that dealt with some tough times in 2012, um, you know, got sober and, and now is taking the world by storm here. And so we're back with Russ Perry. So Russ, I want to I learn more about this, changing your family tree. So you don't just go to church and then hear that and then change overnight, man. That's, that's a, there's a big struggle in there. I'm sure there's a, uh, marital uh, discussions, if you will, or some feedback, oh, yeah. if you will. And uh, so that, that doesn't just happen overnight. So I don't want to gloss over that. So if you can, as much detail as you want to share, walk us through that, man, how you get back on your feet. Well, I mean, Brett, I, I was fighting fires on all fronts. I mean, not only did I have a business that wasn't working, I was emotionally a wreck. I was trying to get myself out of the the you know clutches of, of my addictions with alcohol. My marriage was imploding. I had a newborn daughter, Reese. She was just not even a year old. And, and so you can imagine this was just like, where do you begin? Like, where do you start? So the first thing was first was that me and my wife got radically clear that even though we weren't talking, even though we had a huge um, get, chasm between us, that we were committed to the marriage. Like that was step number one. So we, I, first of all, just started investing in myself. I, I did what I could to maintain the business, but anything beyond the bare minimum, I, you know, energy wise, I was putting towards myself and my family. And that's what then led me to get sober is I, you know, there was a good three to five, six months where I, I, I hadn't yet, believe it or not, 
I had not yet connected the destruction and my poor decisions. I had not linked that to my addictions and sedations with alcohol. And even though now it's like so freaking obvious, I finally, finally made that connection and, and, and invested then in support systems to get sober. It didn't take much though. You know, I wasn't a guy who required a crazy outpatient program or all these other support systems. I did attend AA. I did go to celebrate recovery, but for me, it was the commitment to my family. Like I knew there was no place to heal and there was no path ahead for me, at least the path that I wanted if there was going to be alcohol in my life. So that's what you think too, though, sorry to interrupt, but I mean, I think sometimes it does take hitting rock bottom to actually make a change, right? Whether that's the stuff you were dealing with or business to change your actual day-to-day action. Sometimes you got to hit bottom. You know, hitting rock bottom as painful as it is ultimately can be the only place you can move up from to change. And this is also not to go too far on a tangent, why I think the life of just okay is worse, the worst place you can be in as a, as a business owner, as a husband, as a, as an entrepreneur, because you learn to entertain all of these things that aren't, aren't good for you, but because you never actually get to rock bottom, you spend five, 10, 20 years on a path that isn't ideal. Then you wake up and you're wondering why you're health is at risk, or you're wondering why you don't have a connection with your significant other, or your business is, is, is now, you know, unraveling rock bottom. As they say, the only way to go is up when you're at rock bottom, That's right. you're there. So I, and that's why I wrote, I actually wrote a book called the sober entrepreneur. It's on Amazon. It's also at the sober, it's also at soberentrepreneur.com. And it is to help, help people leverage my rock bottom so they don't have to hit it until in order to change. And I tell this story in a lot of detail, but really, you know, like after I got myself in order and I got sober, Brett, like that's when I had so many business insights that were staring me in the face. And I, and I just started becoming awesome at making the right decisions in business based off the right mindset versus this very clouded mindset that I had had over the, over the last eight and a half years. One of which was close my business and can't, and I tell, and I say this, but closing a business is like putting your childhood pet to sleep. Like it is the saddest thing you could ever do, but it was the right thing to do because it was an unhealthy business in all areas. And it then gave me the space to create something of significance. And were you in the graphic design part of Apple? I mean, was that always your background or was it even getting into graphic designs totally new for you? Well, you know, interesting question, actually. I didn't do, I did marketing and sales for Apple. So I worked for the higher education team when I was in college and then I worked on the retail side and I was training and teaching and actually on the sales floor in the, in the Arizona Biltmore Apple store there. And that's, that my design background came from my, degree when I studied design at Arizona State University, I studied industrial design and we did a ton of graphic design then in that program. So I combined my marketing skill sets with my design know-how to launch, to launch my creative businesses. And that's why I've been in the niche that I've been in. 
So I got lots of questions behind all this stuff. So this is great. But um, I want to talk first about transparency and vulnerability. I mean, if, you know, if you go to your website, uh, you and your wife both are very transparent about what you have been through. And I mean, I guess before I say why I think you do that, wh- why do you guys do that? Why are you being so transparent and so vulnerable? I mean, I think that's the most powerful currency nowadays is you have so many people and platforms like social media perpetuating these images and brands that are not authentic, that are not transparent, to just live in that and and be a relentlessly truthful and authentic person, it's like a superpower because people aren't used to it. And people are always so worried about hurting someone's feelings or saying the wrong thing. But if you just be truthful and authentic and and transparent people actually like you more because it's refreshing and they don't they don't normally get that out of somebody and so we we i do it and i you know i didn't i didn't have this in naturally at all i learned this through lots of personal development and lots of investments in myself and coaching and men's programs to get where i'm at so like some people are born with it i mean i i was actually working out this morning uh, on on a bike, I was just riding a stationary bike at the gym, and next to me was this gentleman older than me, probably in his fifties or or early sixties, and he's a Navy SEAL, and he still looks like a Navy SEAL, and um, <laughs> and I was on my phone, and he like yelled at me, and I thought I was going to get my ass kicked on this bike, and so I like <laughs> he you know he obviously has no problem being truthful and transparent and authentic, uh, but a lot of us do, and so I have to be able I I've invested in training. And I've invested in coaches and men's programs to help me get there. But now that I'm there, I find that life is so much easier because of it. So what is the belief system that you have uh, that to your core, you know, will create success every single day? Well, it's the power of creation. I mean, anytime I'm stuck, anytime I'm stressed, anytime I am in a position where I don't know what the answer is, I just figure out a way I can go and create something. Maybe it's as simple as an email or an outline or getting my notebook and going to the local coffee shop and sketching. But my, my belief, like creation to me, the, in the act of creating, it's why we're here on this earth. We're not here to sit around and watch Netflix. We're here to create. We're here to make an impact in this world. And everything great that we want in our lives will come from the simple act of deciding to create. And we don't have to make it complicated. It can be a text message that triggers a conversation, that triggers a business deal. It can be a coffee sketch that turns into an org chart that creates the roadmap for your next business. But the key is always creation. And so when you take action, you got to have courage, you got to have discipline, you got to have perseverance, and that ultimately gets you the result. And that's the final, um, the final circuit on the circuit of success. And so when you think about that, those results ultimately create a new vision, right? Mm-hmm. And so your vision today is probably much, much greater than it was even, <laughs> you know, 24 months ago, five oh, years ago, 10 years Let's ago. Let's just try 90 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So uh, where can our listeners find more of Russ Perry? Well, you know what? I'd love for everyone to go check out my story, soberentrepreneur.com. And that's a summation of everything. Design Pickle's journey, my journey, 
and you can get the book there for free. We, uh, we send it out with you just pay for shipping. If you want it faster, but cost more, you can go to Amazon and get it a lot faster than we can send it to you. Okay. I, I actually am pretty active on Instagram and my handle is just Russ Perry and I answer all the messages on Instagram. It's kind of my one-on-one -on -one inbox for folks. Uh, it's going to be easier to connect with me there than just sending me an email. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Russ. Uh, again, Russ Perry, check him out on Instagram and his website. Uh, Russ, it was great having you on the Circuit of Success. Awesome. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks for listening to the Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gilliland, and each and every single week, we're going to bring you a great guest, whether that's a, a business leader, a professional sports star, an author, whatever it is, we're going to bring you as much as we possibly can to help you live your best life. If you want more on our firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors, check us out online at visionarywealthadvisors.com. You can also find the show's website at circuitofsuccess.com. We'll be back next week with another great guest on the Circuit of Success. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 